Talking the Word, I'm Pastor Josh. And I'm Pastor Matt. Today our topic is how Christians are to handle themselves during a crisis. Um, it is something that I think, uh, you know, we all need to kind of look at because we, uh, we're we having some crisis moments right now in our nation um, with the whole coronavirus going around and everything like that. Um, and it's one of those opportunities that we have that we can be lights and examples and share the gospel to people. But we also, you know, got to look at ourselves and how are we handling this crisis? Um, and we got to get it back to a biblical standpoint. You know, how does God call us to handle this? How should we handle this? And, you know, how should we go about going through this whole process? It, it's something that it really like when you, when, you, when you listen to the media and the news, it, it gets you discouraged because you see that everything's shutting down, everything's closing, and they're, they make it sound like it's going to be months, years before you even get anything yes. opened up again. You can't hardly go to church on your Sunday. No. You you know, you know can't go out and go have a nice dinner as a no. family. You can't go see a friend. You, no. you know, they're restricting everything through this. And so it's just one of those things that gets real discouraging. But we're going to kind of break that down for you mm-hmm. and go on, uh, you know, how us as Christians handle that crisis. And how we are to handle that from a biblical standpoint and what God tells us in his word and how we are to go about handling each and every crisis. Because the answer to a crisis is actually in his word um, because he he shows that based off the different crises that you see, you know, that that uh, um, Israel went through. The Israelites went through throughout their journey and and their years. Um, They went through many crises. And I think... uh, you know, we really have to get back to that. And uh, I have a couple of passages, sure. passages that pops up in mind here um, that, you know, one we, that we've got to understand. And, and that is it comes from Proverbs 3, 5, mm-hmm. it's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart mm-hmm. and lean not on your own understanding. And so we're called, you know, to, to not lean on understanding. And it says, in all the ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. That's right. I like that because he's telling us, you know, don't, you know, to trust him. Don't lean on understanding. That's right. You know, and that That's by right. trusting God and by giving the situation to God That's and right. saying, Lord, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Yes. Yes. You know, I'm tossing it your way, Lord. It's yours. And, right. and by acknowledging him and knowing that the, yes. that God's in control, you know, he's going to direct our paths and and, and, will. and guide us and say, hey, mm-hmm. here's how I want you to handle this. Here's That's how right. I want you to go about it. And, yes. and you know, as, as, as I've been watching the news lately and kind of hearing from the president as he speaks, and I'm watching sure. how the president and vice president, I like how Vice President Pinch, you know, you know, he takes the time out of his day, him and the president do and with their with their committee with the coronavirus tax force and then all the pastors he has on his staff That's and they're right. meeting as a group and they're praying, asking Lord, That's you right. know, for wisdom and guidance and what they need to do. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like through this whole thing, I feel like they're doing what the Lord's asking them to do. That's what they're doing. Um, yeah. And, That's and true. I like how a president comes out and he'll talk about how, you know, like, like how he called the national day of prayer. Um, two weeks, two Sundays ago, he called national day of prayer. I like how he refers to in every, press conference he has that he, he he reverts it back to god and and he he points you know in that direction let right. us know that you know it's okay you want to get through this just gotta trust god and um you know with to. with the recent information of some 
medicine called I can't think what it's called. Chlor- it's like uh, chloroquine. Yep, yep, chloroquine. It's yep. yeah, some awkward word, and it and it treats malaria. And how they're like, you know, this may be the answer to prayers. Maybe. I just see how you know, you know, one I see a president, vice president, really taking that verse to heart and trusting yep. God, trusting and us God. as a nation. That's right. Plus, us as Christians need to do mm-hmm. that because in this time we have an opportunity to witness and share mm-hmm. that because people are scared, they're worried, they're That's fearful, right. and we got to sit there and say, "For there is no fear, yeah. for There's God's not. love casts out all fear." Mm-hmm. You know, with Christ, there is no fear. There's no reason to fear because fear is made by the devil. He is he instills fear in our minds to get us to the point mm-hmm. we start doubting God and mm-hmm. and we want to pull ourselves away from God and we have to get mm-hmm. to a point in our relationship with you know. Whether you're a believer or not believer, but you have to understand that God does not give us the spirit of fear. That's right. He That's He right. does not, because with God there's no fear. Because we don't need to worry about the coronavirus. We don't need to worry about it. And I think right. you talked about it on Sunday how mm-hmm. the Lord went to the cross and He conquered this virus. He did. He conquered, he conquered everything. He, <laughs> he conquered, conquered whatever the situations we face on a day to day basis. He conquered it all, and He. He did that for us, so we have no reason to fear. For we know that, mm-hmm. you know, through this is going to be a great victory. And whatever we, whatever the devil uses for evil, whatever we use for evil, God's going to turn around and use for good, and it's going to sure. use it to glorify and bring up, you know, bring glory to His name, and uh, His life's going to be shown, and people are going to know about Him. I think through this time, I think, I think God's kind of using this as kind of the moment where He. He breaks us to show us that we need him. And I think mm-hmm. he's doing that because I think more people yeah. are starting to kind of turn back to their knees and starting mm-hmm. to go. And, and what's sad is, is it's, it's just like Israel when they're in the desert. That's right. The only time in the, in all the years that Israel kept going to and from captivity, what were they doing? Mm-hmm. They, they hit a point, they broke down, they bowed their knees before the Lord and said, forgive us. The Lord delivered them back. Let them go free. Then they turned their way, went on their wicked ways, and the Lord put them back in captivity. It's like we're in right now. Yeah. We turned our way from God. God put us in this captivity position yeah. right now yeah. where we're captive. We're kind of stuck yeah. because he wants to because sh- he wants to break us, and he wants to get us to a point where we're looking to him and saying That's we're right. trusting him. And what's really sad mm-hmm. is the fact that it takes situations like this to yeah, get us to realize that we need Christ when, when we should understand that every day in our lives and that we need true. him no matter what. We don't need a virus to tell us no. we need God. No. We just need to know that, hey, we need God automatically. And, and so I think That's this right. virus is is really going to change. I think you're going to see, you know, I think as this virus, I think the Lord's going to, you know, we're going to have a cure come out. There's going to be a fix for it. And it's yeah, going to go right. away. Um, and I think when it does, I think there's going to be a revival. It's going to sweep not only just the nations, but the world, it because it's going to, it's it going to get a lot of people's attention going, you know, you're right. I do need Christ. And I think, you know, at that point we're going to see a sweep and we're going to it see a change be. of heart. And it's it going to be something awesome. It's important to remember Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 45 that, that God sends rain on the just and the unjust. Yep. So things like that are happening now here in America and around the world with this coronavirus, it is affecting everybody, all of humanity. But at the same time, Pastor Josh, it also is something that I think the Lord's reminding us that we're not immune from these. Christians are going to have to deal with crisis just like uh normal people so for the yeah. christian believer as well as the non-believer you're in this world where these bad things happen there were a lot of christian people unfortunately that died in 9-11 yep whether they were in the twin towers whether they were in the pentagon whether they were on one of those planes that went down and crashed 
or that were taken into the buildings or whatever, we're not immune from that. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said in the scriptures, and, and, and it's so true as well, Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. Yeah. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Jesus was saying, in this world, you're going to have problems. You're going to have difficulties. Crises are going to happen. Sometimes crises happen in our personal life. We're told by a doctor we've got cancer. Um, you know, we have family issues with our children, our grandchildren, our spouse, our marriage. We have financial difficulties. We lose our job. We have things happen. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be a part of our life as human beings. But at the same time, though, we are we are to carry ourselves a lot differently. Yeah. Uh, in the scriptures, the Bible tells us, and I shared this in my sermon on Sunday morning uh, in the scriptures. And, and I really like this in Hebrews chapter 13, verse five. It says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have, for he has himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's telling Christian believers that you need to let your conduct and let your life and let the way you carry yourself be a certain way because God's not going to yeah. leave you. God's not going to forsake you. God's not forgotten about you. A lot of people are thinking sometimes, where is God in all of this? God's never changed. He's never changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But I think that what God is calling us as Christians to do is we need to make sure um, as Christians that we we don't allow ourselves to fall back into that old way of thinking. You know, that's why we're told in, in Ephesians 4 and 22 about putting off the former things, putting off that former conduct, um, because yep. that old man is 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 one to to be very carnal and to be uh, mindful of the things of the flesh. Oh yeah, we are we are brought out of a world of sin into new life in Christ. Yeah. So when a crisis like this comes, yeah, it's it's terrible because businesses are shutting down. It is. People are basically here in the state of Indiana. Governor Holcomb issued a, a executive order that we're all going to have to basically stay at home and be on lockdown uh, starting at midnight tonight. I don't like that. You know, we're going to have to do our church services on, on, uh, you know, live stream and uh, probably more than likely have to do that on the internet. Uh, you know, we're not going to be able to gather and worship together because of the executive order. Cause you can't be in gatherings of more than 10 people yep. can't go to restaurants, you know, and things like that. That's difficult. And that's hard. But I also think too that there that there's a bigger thing here. God is God is wanting us as Christians to realize, yeah, this is a crisis and this is a difficult situation. But you know, the Bible says you don't render evil for evil; you overcome evil with good. Yeah. And and I think that our conduct, our attitude, our mindset should be such, Pastor Josh, that that when people see us, they see us handling this a whole lot different than than other people. Because I believe you're right. I think that God is is really, I think the church, the body of Christ, uh, I think that this is a time to refocus and reset, kind Mm -hmm. of reboot everything. I agree. Because, you know, people are going to be holed up in their houses and they can't do anything. You can't watch sports. You can't, you know, you can't do a whole lot. You can't go to, to, to social functions. Uh, you can't go to movie theaters. You can't go to uh, social events, school events, family functions, things like yeah. that. You're basically at home. So a lot of times, if you're if you're a Christian believer, that's a great time to, to, to pray, study the word, mm-hmm. spend time with God in prayer, and just refocus and recalibrate yep. your relationship with Christ. Yeah. But also, too, 
to to really realize that 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 God is in complete control, and we don't have to be fearful because a lot of people are are scared, fearful. They're worried. They're wringing their hands. I'm not working. I got laid off. I'm not getting a check. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to put food on the table? Things like that. But for the Christian believer, it's like we just read there in Hebrews 13 and 5. You let your conduct be without covetousness and be content with such things. Because what's the Bible say? Godliness with contentment is great gain. Yep. So we do that. I think if we show contentment and we walk in a spiritual frame of mind, I think we're going to really make an impact. And I think true, truly as well, we're going to be able to show people, you know what? I, I'm a Christian believer and I trust God and God's going to see me through this. It's what you said yeah. in Proverbs 3 and 5. You've got to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Because yeah. our own understanding tells us, well, you know, we're going to be sitting in our house for the next six months. Some people are actually scared to death of having to be home and not do anything. But God's in control. Yeah. And, and sure. just like the children of Israel, if God has to feed us with manna from heaven and water from a rock, he'll do it. So he will. He will. And it's one of those things with the whole virus going around and everything that, you know, I look at it this way as well. And the fact that, you know, the Lord's not only trying to get a, get a hold of the unbelievers, but the believers as well. Because I think a lot of times what we have done as Christians is we've gotten to a point where we've compromised our faith Amen. and we compromised have. our beliefs um, because we've. We've taken this false uh, reality and this worldly view into our churches and into our sure. lives where we started accepting sure. things of sin, thinking that, you know, um, to the point, you know, we're, we're embracing certain aspects of, of sin nature, like That's homosexuality, right. and the whole, you know, sex before marriage, drinking, that whole, you know, and the just whole sinful and, carnal life. Yep. The whole sinful carnal life. We, we, we've embraced it and basically got to the point where, where we got ourselves away from a not only a true heartfelt worship to God, mm-hmm. where we're coming and we're truly worshiping God for what He for the great things He's done, but we got to a point where where we basically have dumbed down the the faith. We dumbed down the Word of God and, mm-hmm. and have changed the words to well, we don't want to talk about hell. We don't want to talk about sin because that may offend someone. We got in this political correctness world mm-hmm. or where we've done that, and, and that's the sad part. And when you see people the way they're acting today mm-hmm. through this situation, you see that because as Christians, mm-hmm. we should have been better examples and not dumbed down the scriptures and taught the truth because we could have changed the situation in a that's whole right. different manner. And because we've allowed ourselves to get to the point mm-hmm. that we're willing to compromise the scriptures and compromise God's word, we're in mass chaos. Yes. And, 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 and through this, you know, God's mm-hmm. using this. I feel like God's going to use this to yep. not only correct that and bring that back and bring us yes. back to yes. a true heart of repentance, and, you know, because it's like, it's like, it says in God's word, um, he talks about how a nation that repents, people that repent their sins, a mm-hmm. nation that repents their sins and bows before the Lord and begs and asks mm-hmm. for forgiveness and truly does it, the Lord will deliver them from any, mm-hmm disease family whatever it is he will deliver he will deliver that from them and and that's what kind of where we got to get to you got to get to that bowing knee and we gotta you know as christians gotta Mm -hmm. gotta not be so concerned about Mm -hmm. political correctness or someone's or you know whether or not oh because he mentioned sin it's gonna hurt somebody's feelings it's like no when it comes to god's word you can't compromise god's word you got to 
have the full truth and yeah. you got to yeah. give it the full truth because yeah. people got to understand because what are people lacking? They're lacking the understanding of God's, understanding word, of God's word because people are what? They're only showing the church on Sunday yes. to get fed. And and the wrong thing about that is yes. you cannot be fed just on Sundays. You no. got to open your it's Bible a, and learn throughout the thing. week. It's a daily thing. And the thing is that, number one, we don't know the word of God. <laughs> and we're not getting we're not spiritually strong and mature enough. And people say, well, what am I supposed to do as a Christian? Well, if you don't know the word of God and you're ignorant of the word of God and you're not knowledgeable of the word of God, that's where the problem is. The Bible yep. says my people perish for lack of knowledge. Yep. The Bible is is not just God's word that we hear on Sunday. It's something we have to read and study every day. And as Christians, you get back to what we talked about, how to, how to conduct ourselves in a crisis. Yep. I, I found this and, and I love I love what the Apostle Peter says here in first in uh, in. In uh, in First Peter chapter two, I want to read, if you allow me, verses yeah. eleven and twelve, and and read verse uh, uh, all the way down to uh, uh, verse fifteen. Somebody said to me the other day, "How do I? What am I supposed to do, Pastor Matt? I'm, I'm living here in our community. They're going to shut everything down. I can't go to church. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I don't think I want to do that. And and as a pastor." You know, I mentioned it Sunday morning that, you know, I want to I want us to have worship service. I want us to worship together. But if something is mandated by the state, we really can't do that. Yeah. Well, Peter says in, in first Peter, chapter two, verse number 11, and I'm going to read verse 11 all the way down to verse 15. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims. Abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles. That when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Yep. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God. That by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance mm-hmm. of foolish yep. men. Yeah. And, and, and I think about that, that there's a lot of ignorant people and a lot there of foolish are. people in the world. And the one thing that the Christian believer needs to understand is that, and I say this all the time, we're in this evil world, yep. but we're not of it. But yet we want to we want to live a life of selfless servanthood to God. Yep. We want to show the world that we are a child of God and that we're different. But a lot of people have said, well, pastor, what should we do? Well, I'm going to do exactly what our governor has asked us to do. My yep. conduct, my life, my attitude is going to be, yeah, I don't like this. Yeah. Let's be honest. Nobody <laughs> likes this. I mean, I mean, the very fact that 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 I'm not allowed to go to the hospital to visit someone that's in the hospital. The fact that we're not able to do the week weekly activity and schedule a ministry that I do on a weekly basis, that bothers me. And you do feel like that you're, you, you feel, you feel powerless. People feel that way. But from the Christian perspective, we need to have the attitude of, yes, this is not something I like. Yeah. And it's not something that I want to do. But I'm going to let my light shine, and I'm going to demonstrate a Christian attitude and character, and I'm going to follow the ordinances. I'm going to be a law-abiding citizen. I'm going to respect authority, even though I may not agree with it. And I'm yeah. going to do what I can do to let my to let my Christian light and my life for Christ shine, and that will be my testimony 
that yes, because yep. there's so many foolish people out there that that are not doing things the right way. No, they're not, and they're not obeying. And, and that's the one thing. There comes up. There's a fine line that the Christian believer walks because the Apostle Peter said when he was told, "You cannot." preach in the name of Jesus Christ. He said we ought to obey God more than men. There's a big difference between uh, a state official, uh, Governor Holcomb, or somebody like that saying, for the safety and well-being of our of our citizens, we need everybody to quarantine yep. for a period of time to help stop the spread of this virus. There's a big difference between saying, now you preachers in churches you're closed, no preaching, no online services, no nothing. That's a big difference. Yeah. But in this case, they're saying we advise and we we respectfully ask you to follow this order to do this because this will keep everyone safe. I have a lot more respect for authority like that. Yeah. And by exactly. doing that, you're saying, okay, I don't agree with it, but I'm going to let uh, I'm going to let my life be an example, and I'll do what what yep. we're being asked to do. Now, if they tell you as a Christian, well, you can't preach, you can't share, you can't even hold an online service, you're going to have a lot of pastors that are going to say, well, we're going to obey God more than man. We're going to have church anyway. There's a big difference there, and I think yeah. that's where you got to have yeah, some is. common sense and wisdom, Pastor Josh. And I think what <laughs> you said is true. We have to trust God in everything. Mm-hmm. And and if we don't know what tomorrow holds, and we don't know what next month holds. It, some people are saying this thing could keep us grounded for three to six months. Okay. If that's the case, God's in control. God knows yeah. what he's doing and yeah. God's going to see us through. But I, I personally, I'm like you, I think that God, I think this is a time of testing. And I also, also, this is just my own personal opinion. So yeah. don't take this as the gospel. <laughs> I think this is a time of judgment. Yeah. Because, you know, I read, I was reading in Isaiah chapter 26, uh, uh, you know, where God was speaking to the children of Israel. Yeah. Uh, warning them about judgment. And, and and I tell you what, if this doesn't describe the day and age that we're living in, I don't know what does. But I'm telling you what, um, I read this the other day and I, I thought, wow, this is something. And, and this is what the prophet Isaiah told the children of Israel in, uh, in Isaiah chapter 26. And I want to read this because this is really incredible. It says here, in verse 20 and verse 21 of Isaiah 26, come by people, enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself as it were for a little moment until the indignation is past. For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will also disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. I thank God is 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 bringing some form of judgment upon this nation yeah. for the idolatry, the shedding of innocent blood, yeah, uh, for the sin and iniquity because it's everywhere. Yeah. You mentioned some things, and I know people aren't going to agree with us. No, they're not. That listen to this podcast in certain parts of the country, but when you when you take the lives of seventy million innocent children through abortion, yeah. That's one of the seven things that God hates, hands that shed innocent blood. Yep, hands that shed innocent blood. And 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 whether whether the liberal media, whether people in Hollywood, people in the entertainment industry, people on a university campus, whatever, those that are offended when you tell them that the Bible calls homosexuality a sin, it's a sin. It is a sin. And so when you glorify that and you glorify sin and you have this 
you have this culture of mm-hmm. corruption and carnality and evil. God's finally going to say that's enough. Well, we look at Sodom and Gomorrah. Those yes. two cities, you know, they acted like this. They were they were doing stuff, mm-hmm. and the Lord finally had enough and said, "Enough's enough." And 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 He gave them a chance. If there was any righteous, just one, He would give spirit. No one was righteous. No. They they're all corrupt. And so, what did God do? He held fire and brimstone down upon them and, and wiped them completely. Now they and don't exist. It's because no. God does not tolerate sin. He does, he does not. not tolerate this kind of stuff. And when you get to the point in life where you're looking at innocent babies unborn life and you're saying you know what you don't have the right to live i get to choose your life mm-hmm. that that's it's like no you don't have the right to choose mm-hmm. who lives and who dies god chooses that and i do think that there is a shaking because you know the bible says judgment must first start at the house of god and the mm-hmm. bible also says that god hates sin and god in the bible says in the book of galatians you know god is not mocked for whatsoever yep. a man sows that shall he also yeah. reap the United States is reaping what we've sown yep. over the last 40, 50, 60 years. Now, that being said, there's a lot of people, there's a remnant of believers in the body of Christ in America that's praying. And like, again, we're in a crisis. Yep. And what's that done? That's turned a lot of Christians back to praying, to calling on God, to reaching out and seeking the face of God in prayer. And that's a good thing. But I believe there's going to be a shaking. I believe that that this prophecy that I read in Isaiah 26, it just jumped out at me. And I thought, boy, if that was ever for 2020, it's right now. Yeah. And it's ironic that that you see um, in the you see in the scriptures there where it says, go into your houses, go into your chambers and wait a little while. Much like the children of Israel yep. <laughs> during the Passover, God said, take the blood of that young lamb and sprinkle it on the door and post. And and whenever the death angel passed over, if I see the blood, I'll pass over. And, you know, the thing was, was that if you're if their house was covered in that blood, they were safe. And for the Christian believer, we need to cover our home, our family, our household in the blood of Jesus Christ. And if you are a Christian and you are born again and washed in the blood, you're going to be safe through this. You don't have to panic. And so in a crisis, you can have the right attitude. You can say, yeah, I don't like this. I'm not comfortable with this. This is not necessarily something I, I, I want to have happen to me. Yeah. It certainly, it, it certainly disrupts my life. It certainly disrupts my daily routine, but I serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. I'm a child of God. God's in control. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, and that's I'm right. going to be okay. That's right. And that's the right attitude we got to have. That is. And I think one of the coolest things in this time, and I was reading this online the other day, that the amount of people, so so since everything's being shut down, which means abortion yes. clinics have to be shut yes. down, and, and I can't remember the number. I can't remember the number of what it was, but there's a number given of, how many babies mm-hmm. are being saved during this time? Oh, yeah. There'll be more li- more unborn, innocent, unborn lives saved. saved than this whole virus would have taken. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's awesome because that's God sitting there. I think God's showing us, looking at us, going, hey, guys, watch this. You think it's okay to kill babies? Well, watch this. I'm going to save a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, uh, you know, and, and, I, and I love that in the fact because – Without it, and something our president said a while back, mm-hmm. um, when when it, when he's speaking about it, and he he mentioned how he was going to work to get rid of abortion, Planned yep. Parenthood, and save lives. And what is he doing right now? Yep. By 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 everything getting shut down, he's doing that. He's you know the Lord's yep. working. I think 
the Lord's doing something great here, and I think as Christians, we got to trust God. Yeah, we we got to lean on Him and know that, hey, it's okay. That's right. Our lives may be disrupted. That's Our right. lives may have been turned upside down and changed, but it's okay because we can trust God and know mm-hmm. that, hey, no matter what life throws at me, I'm mm-hmm. not going to lose hope. I'm not going to lose faith That's because right. my God's bigger, and I, I know He's bigger because I can turn. I can look at that cross and see that my King, my Savior is not on that cross. Amen. I can go to the tomb. I can look in the tomb and know that my King, my Savior is not Amen. in that in that tomb because Amen. he is risen he has risen indeed went up to heaven and, and you can yes. you see at the end of john how jesus walked out of that tomb he awoken he walked That's out right. of that tomb and he ascended into heaven he yeah. did he ascended remember back. this remember this jesus said again it comes back to comes back again jesus said in this world you shall have tribulation but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Who's yep. overcome the world? Jesus Christ. Jesus and I has. think that, that again, we're in a crisis. And you know, and I know, we followed the news. We followed uh, the reports. We've been getting daily updates from the president. Um, and, yeah, this is not easy. And this is not something that we expected or that we even probably foreseen. Yep. But whether we like it or not, Pastor Josh, as we get ready to close here, we're in this. Yeah. And so the best thing we can do as Christian believers in this time of crisis is to is to is to remain calm, mm-hmm. to realize that Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. Yeah. Let the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Pray, stay in the word, call on to the Lord in prayer and just be patient and wait because God's doing something. And we'll come through this with a great testimony and great victory. Oh, yeah. And and see, as a nation that, you know, we're called to follow Christ, I think, through our founding fathers and what they brought, I think, mm-hmm. through all this, the nations, I think a lot of the world's looking at us like, yes. since we've been so blessed, what's the U.S. going to do? I think yes. through this, we can be a light to the world saying, yes. hey, and I thank our president, and I guarantee our president's going to sit there. And when this is all said and done, I guarantee he's going to stand up there in front of the whole entire thank world. God. And he's going to sit there and he's going to praise God. Amen. And he's going to say, and he's going to thank God for it because he's it. just the kind of guy that does that. And I know you're going to have Vice President Pence. He's going to praise God mm-hmm. because what has Pence been doing? Right. Pence has been sitting there praying. At, they've been yeah. asking the Lord for his wisdom yes, and what, he, what the Lord wants them to do during okay. this time because uh, they know that relying on God. We're going to make it.